Today on the show, this is part two of the amazing journey of Kim Snow. Uh, now we pick up the story where she has made it to the American border, um, how she gets stuck in a detention center, and then what her rest of her journey here in the US. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Natalie Ledwell, and this is The Inspiration Show. And today, I'm back with my special guest, Kim Snow. How are you, Kim? I'm doing well, thank you. Okay, now we're getting into part two of the story. So if you haven't seen the previous episode, um, what we were doing is talking about Kim's amazing story about how she made it here to the US. So she started in Burma, um, and then made it to Malaysia, um, did two years of very hard labor there, um, and then was able to, to get to Mexico. And so when we left the story off last, you were at the border uh, from Mexico to America. Okay, right. so tell us what happened now. Yes, I would like to pick uh, one, when I, once I reached to Mexico City Airport. Right. yes. Then I have to take a bus, took a bus for two days. Oh, wow. Two days to the where I want to go to the border. Right. Um, and where where whereabouts on the border did you get to? It's El Paso. El Paso, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a Mexican name I forgot yeah. how to pronounce it. That's the okay. name of the border. Yeah. And but El Paso, yes, next to. So next day I crossed the border. It's in the morning. I was observing the whole uh, surrounding the environment. It was quiet, and. Um, but there's a like cartoon lines crossing the border. It was quite, it's very impressive for me to, to understand why there's a lot of people, but still keep and, you know, peacefully. But I crossed the border, it took me about 30 minutes. And my backpack was kind of whole underneath it, because the, I've been, you know, journeying for like three, four, three days already on right. my way. So I have, a, I had a hole on my backpack, but so I'm trying to keep hold tight and just cross the border. and. And and they're crying, and I will only ask him, what am I doing all by myself? Cross the border. Then I saw the officer. He had a gun, and you know, in front of the office. Then I just go and ask for, and I do not remember what I s did say to him. Mm -hmm. So he took me to the place, small place, and left there. And it's kind of small block room, small tiny room. And then I stayed there for like two hours and mm -hmm. someone come and talk to me that do I need any translation for Burmese and then at that point they couldn't find someone so they interviewed me directly for about two hours mm -hmm. then they really want to find out who I really am am I being authentic so they, I had a, a series of um, uh, interviews in that place that office immigration office the next 2 a.m. in the morning they took me to the different place mm -hmm. that's the detention center I went right. there. So in the, in the deten detention center, yes. there are other people like yourself that are trying to get into the U.S.? Yes. Like other different nationalities, just all different types of people? Yes. Um, um, they're in summer transition, they're in summer in the um, process of deportation, so right. they have a, some kind of uh, violation, you know, they have. Okay. So that, yeah, we're all in the group, so women group and men. men. Right. building different so I would say about 3,000 people in there Wow so it's uh, such an experience living in there so there's a two bad you know mm -hmm. I was on top and women's 
I think some are wearing orange color and some are red. You know, we all live in the same place. Yes. And uh, they're quite tough and got to see all these crazy stuff. But it was such an experience. And I, went, I was so amazed by the government generosity for these people. And for me, I'm from, you know, different countries place different country and I'm being stranger I feel like I'm stranger in this place but they feed me three times a day and I don't have to do anything I don't have to do laundry because we wash hand by hand but here I'm having a good time and I stay there for four months because while I'm waiting for my case to be hard so I have to stay four months so you're in the detention center yes. now most people will be like well a detention center is really like a well, it's like a, kind of like a jail. Yeah. Oh, way. it is. It is. And uh, and so you're you're there, but um, but but the conditions that you were in in this in this detention center was even better than the conditions that you had in, in Malaysia. Malaysia, or even in my country. Wow. Wow. I'm living a really nice warm bed and clean sheet every two days or so, and clean dress, you know, and I was blown away by this generosity and I am in. Mm. And the next day I know and someone took me to the library and give me all these great information there. You know, you have your rights, okay? And then give me the big thick file and that was saying, know your rights. Okay, I'm all year all my life, I never heard that you have any rights to say anything. And I have no freedom whenever I go. And I have no other option, just stick with that, stay with that, whatever it is, just that that's all you deserved. And that's it, all my life. But here, giving me all these options and, and people are such, um, they're so proud of even in the, you know, the, pri uh, the jail or this detention center, they don't really care, they really ask for what they need. And, and talk about you know what the conditions look like and complain. I'm like I was amazed by the government how they treat people mm -hmm. and the freedom, the rights, and you have a uh, you know human rights. You have it. Yes. Yeah. Which I never had, and even now I go back and talk to people I've met in Malaysia in my country. Said you you have you have no rights to talk about anything. Mm -hmm. So we are very obedient somehow, not knowing ignorance and obedient, just listening what the people say. It's kind of being foolish, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm it's ignorant, I would say, you know. We but grow it's difficult when it's your environment. Yes, and it's all that you know. Yes. So uh, it must have been quite a um, a shift for you to to even to be in this situation. Like four months is a long time. Yeah. To be in it, a detention center. Yes. But even then, you felt. Like you had more freedom there than you had in living in either Burma or Malaysia. Yes. Wow. Um, I, it's worth it that I mm. did it. And I'm so proud of myself that I am keep doing it. This and is how old are you at this stage? Right now? Now, how old were you when you came to America? America, I was 29. 29? Yes. And you're a woman and you're on your own? Yes, I'm on my own. Wow. It, it's not that young to be, you know, doing know, things like still, that, yeah, you yeah. know. But I don't even think about anything at all. Just mm -hmm. this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, 
So I really, right now, okay, now I'm here in United States after came out four months, and it transforming so many ways without even noticing myself. Mm -hmm. It have changed me. And uh, so we, I came out after four months, and all these joys and appreciation, and I stayed with my cousin for a month. Mm -hmm. Then I got a job. Then I moved out with them, and because I really want to, I see all these different things. I think I really want more than that. What they're talking now and yeah. here, and so I just live all my own, mm -hmm. and I get a job and stay with them. And after two years, I don't know. I have all the culture shock, and I really want to share one thing. When I in the detention center, one lady come and talk to me. I have two daughters. She said, I never married. Okay, so when we grow up, you never married, you never have a kid. Mm -hmm. So I can't totally connect to what she was saying. Right. So I asked three times, she said the same thing, I never married, I have two daughters. Then after I came out, after a year, I figured out, okay, so you don't have to marry, you can have a kid, and all these things. Right. <laughs> it's like, whoa, what's going on here? This is yeah, crazy. what's yeah. going on, and people yeah. talk, openly and people was something that I wouldn't do yet mm -hmm. so now I'm like quite open I'm like I can accept anything I can expose to any idea that right. I'm so willing to do so and uh, after two years get a job three years and I want to do well so I worked so hard I worked like seven days a week and I paid back the money that I owe uh, $8,000 a year and I'm so proud of that I did it. Yes. And they were so they, they appreciate me that I was able to do so. And getting job and I'm not quite sure what I was doing. I went to school and I was overweight and I was eat whatever the food that I saw because I'm busy to cook and and very busy to And the food cook. here of course is extremely different to what you would have been used to too. Yes. So you're like, oh, I'll try some of this, I'll try some of this, yes. You know chocolate? Yes. <laughs> oh, it's hard to get in my country. Right, really. Oh. Even something as, as simple as chocolate. Yes. Wow. Oh, it, it's it's yeah. really hard to assess mm -hmm. to the people to have a chocolate. Okay, I'm here. Chocolate, I can see everywhere. Yes. So I'm grabbing and I'm addiction. I actually, I become addiction. And then it's just putting me to overweight. Yeah. And then I discover all these stuff after a little bit. But anyway, so um, so I got a job, and then I went to school. What happened was I wasn't happy after a while. That's all. I have a car. I have a credit card. You know, I can go and shop anything I want right now, even though they're not my not my own money. Mm -hmm. But I can do whatever I want. But I wasn't happy. Okay, I came from the place we have nothing, but now I have everything. But I'm not happy, so what is missing? Hmm. So I quit both jobs. I have two jobs. And I was quiet sitting in my room. I have another two more weeks to stay in this room because it's going to be due in the next two weeks. And then I already been late for a month, but they were nice to me. Mm -hmm. I was quiet sitting. And then one night, just my vividly I heard shelter shelter I never think about it that night I went back the next day I woke up 
then I research it, and then I discover, okay, this is someone else, somewhat place you can stay. Mm -hmm. So I was getting ready and go to the interview, someone that would get me the other place, just let me, okay, just come back tomorrow with your stuff. And I give it away my stuff, some of them, my favorite things keep when I went down there. That changed my, that's my, another chapter in my life. Mm. So how long were you at the shelter? Shelter, four months. Four months. So again, so this is, it's nearly like you went back to the reset where you were before, needing, needing to be connected to the not having anything. Yes. But, but being in that experience really helped you to realize that, that you know, the contrast between the two. Yes. Yeah. So yes. what did you learn from, from that experience? I learned so much about myself. Mm -hmm. And I really discover who I really am in there. And I have no any expectation to what to do, how to behave. Just go and just be myself. And I discover the whole another new world that how people are capable of doing and without noticing how we are um, you know, big and we can accomplish anything we want yeah. in our life. Four months, I face my fear, I face my ego, and people talk to me all the different opinions while I'm there. And I feel I am home when I went there the first night. I've been all by myself, all about three to four years by myself. I'm struggling, and I'm working so hard as much as I can. I read and and I connect people. Now I'm here the first night. We were um, about 20 people in the shelter, just three of them as women, the rest is men. And, and we, before we eat and we pray and we have a great deal of food on the table. And I was, this is a home. I feel like I'm a home. Mm -hmm. And we all connect each other. and. And I've been so looking forward to being nurturing with this group of people now I'm in. Then everything, all my stress has been gone and that treated and people have generosity who organized this group. Mm -hmm. And uh, that point on next day, I have to leave shelter at 7 a.m., come back at 6 p.m. During that time, they give me the paper where did I go, what I do. Mm -hmm. And basically, I really have to meet people and talk and get a job. Right. That's it. So they give me uh, like a month. You have to get a job within a month. Mm -hmm. I was pretty good. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> at the beginning, I'm really shy about my accent. And I'm still learning English anyway. So to talk to people, I was so shy. And where do I start this conversation and go and talk to them? But after a few weeks, I pick up who to talk, what to talk, and to smile and look in their eye. Well, when we grow up, we really don't look at into somebody else's eye. Really? That's how I grow up. Right. So I was always be bending my you know, back and just being respect to you. I'm not going to confront with you eye to eye. So that's my challenge here. People, people. Uh, judge you by not looking, you know, into yeah. your eyes, so that so you're here avoiding it's about the connection. But yes. at, in Burma, it's more about respect, and I yes. can't, because you know, they maybe they view that as being aggressive or disrespectful. Yes. We don't even look up someone else, especially right. my parents, my teacher. But here I am. I haven't learned yet right. how to connect and talk to people. 
wow, this gives me practical exercise. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm avoiding if I don't connect, contact, eye contact, I'm not making, then I'm avoiding something. Mm -hmm. And they, they judge you as you're being dishonest or something I'm hiding. Okay, so I come out of my little, sh you know, comfort zone and see, okay, just, just looking into people's eye and just connecting real. But it's not that easy, but I just come up a little bit at a time. Mm -hmm. But the best thing for me is when I'm living with 20 people, no Burmese, right? <laughs> so they have their own agenda going on, and I really have to fit into and, and see that, not following with them, and just see where I'm at. And I was really um, reflecting in this period. Right. And it also teaches people. you a lot about human nature as yes. well and human behavior, yes. uh, especially in an American setting, yes. which is very different to what you were used to. Yes, and mm -hmm. people complain a lot about it, but I wouldn't make deal of it. And the food, people, I, I really get to know with brownies and ice creams and all the cheese, and they're not really good for us, yeah. but bread. So oh, okay, this is the culture, we, you know, traditional food that they grew up and, but we ate a lot of rice anyway. You know, it's, it's not necessarily, we not, I'm not supposed to eat that much, but I eat really big plate, but used to be. Mm -hmm. And I get to know with people, the culture really in, and the food, four months. I had a good time. Mm -hmm. I had a good time. Every two weeks, we move different place and I get to meet different people. I am so thrilled when we're moving. People are like, no, we're not gonna move, and they don't wanna move, and they just wanna stay there. I'm like, no, I have, I'm gonna move, and who's gonna meet, and, and different place. And, and you know, what's really interesting at the moment is that, because uh, I do some um, volunteer work at uh, one of the homeless shelters here in, in San Diego. Uh -huh. um, now, most people, if they find themselves in a shelter, they, for them, it's not a good experience. For them, it means they've hit rock bottom, you right. know, and they need to crawl themselves back up again. Yeah. But with you, you were like, it was the best experience ever, and <laughs> I got to learn about people and behavior, and it's just, I think that maybe it's your, your attitude and your perspective that really helped for yes. you to, to only be there for a short period of time. Yes. Wow. I realize that people, how they perceive, and they really create that reality for their self. Right. And, and I seen people, they're looking good and they have a good health, but somehow they think that some kind of health issue is going on. Yeah, really, they showed up. I mean, yeah. yeah, because you think so. Yeah, it is. It's not. It's not at all. It's not a, but they make their self, you know, pity, self-pity. and yeah. So I had a great time and I moved to the different place after mm -hmm. four months. Moved to Dana Point. I used to live in Long Beach. Yeah. Wow, six years, this is heaven. I talk myself, you're doing a good job, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so, so if there is any message or any lesson yes. that you could share with everyone, just to, to sum up as to, you know, th through your experience, what it is that you've learned that you'd like to share with other people. Yes, everything is possible. Mm -hmm. And it is not easy, but definitely you will get there and have faith in yourself and walking yourself inside out, mm -hmm. it's gonna take a while. I think we really have to slow down is the first thing I have done that in 
for years, it is worthwhile to slow it down and see. I have never chance to take a look back what I done until four years. Then once I started slowing down, see that, wow, things come all back together and that's my motivation, that's my inspiration that I have done that. It's your own motivation because I believe that we can always look for somebody else and, and listen to motivate, but once we come and you got the point that your own motivation is always keep going. Yes. So you can always use for you for greatness and using and be a, you know, use all the highest potential you have. We can achieve it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, when Kim first called me and, and talked to me about her story, um, it really made me realize how many things I'm grateful for that I forgot that I was grateful for, that I have in my life. You know, we were just talking about, um, you know, mine and my husband's journey and Ryan's journey coming here to the US um, was relatively easy compared, <laughs> compared to what you went through. And so even for that opportunity, I was exceptionally grateful. Um, I'm so glad that you were able to share your story and I hope that uh, it has been inspiring for you who are watching these videos um, to really, you know, number one, you know, tap into that thing that motivates you. Um, you know, there is so much opportunity around us. We kind of forget yes. that, um, especially here in the US. There's really, if we want to be successful, there's no excuse for us not to be, yeah. if we really set that intention. Right. So thank you so much for coming in and sharing your story. Sure. Now guys, I encourage you to share this video and you can do that by clicking the Facebook and the Twitter share buttons above. Um, and download the app if you haven't done so already. It's available for iPhone and so you can watch the shows on the go. And if you haven't done so already, make sure that you put your email in the box above there because I'd love to send you the Manifesting with a Master's video e-course valued at $87 and I'd like to send it to you for free. So until next time, remember to live large, choose courageously and love without limits. We'll see you soon.